Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome to a special emergency edition of Sparks and Recreation. This week, we are going to start revealing, previewing, spoiling, however you want to say it, new cards added to the digital game in a beta version for legendary backers, but hopefully soon to be open to everybody, for the Dungeons Kickstarter cards and also the Call to Arms set. So we have a lot of fun stuff to get through today. Let's jump right into it. This will be a two-part special episode. Uh, for the first part, we'll focus on a quick WWYD and look at the Call to Arms releases and also the different hero upgrades and changes to the character balancing, uh, the level four, 13 and 14 choices. And then part two, we'll focus on the first faction that we're going to go into for the Dungeons Kickstarter cards. We're going to look at the Guild Faction today and go over each of the cards and give some quick reactions and uh, um, rankings for each of them. So hope you enjoyed this emergency episode, everybody. Uh, it's a long one. We're, that's why we're breaking up into two parts. We're going to try to bring the remaining three factions to you uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, so hopefully you can get your sink your teeth into a lot of this new content that has been kind of released into the wild on us. All right, uh, let's jump into it and resume to the uh, normal introduction that we had previously recorded. All right, everybody enjoy this two-part episode. I am uh, one of your hosts, Matthew Jigma Lampa Rooks, joined as always by Tim Agency 13 McKenzie, the um, ship in a bottle to my poison room or whatever Wait, treasure map no yeah okay my treasure like, map. Fuck that. <laughs> listeners are gonna everybody what is this all about a uh, lot of people are wondering what that means right now yeah that's right guys uh dungeon spoilers or dungeon release or reviews or we can't really call them spoilers i guess because people have already seen this stuff by the time you're listening to this but uh we're going to give some reactions to some of the newly released content the dungeons and call to arms uh, promos that will uh, are already added to the digital and in beta testing for legend backers. So we're going to give some reactions and some uh, details about these cards and some valuations, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, so I want to say hello. Yeah, because <laughs> Matt just kept talking there, and Sam Sam got me started. Couldn't stop talking. Yeah. Um. No. Um. I, first off, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. Uh, we really appreciate the fact that all of you folks uh, decided that what we do is worth giving away a little bit of your hard-earned money to help us, you know, cover like the the server costs and all of that sort of mm -hmm. stuff for like for for the podcast, for Hero Helper, for all of that stuff. Um, You're here. Uh, so I want to say thank you to everyone that is a patron. I, I want to apologize because I thought my wife had sent out the promos already in the mail and I found them today. So I'm going to try <laughs> to get those sent out and it's, it's a lot of life happened and it got shoved somewhere. So I'm really sorry, but they are coming. 
Just don't ask where it was. And I will make sure they get sent like in the next day or two. I will I will get to the post office and mail all of those. Um, well, this is kind of a, a clunky, awkward opening, but we we should give some time for our other co-hosts to introduce themselves. Um, the first one is a um, special member of the podcast who you know had. Uh, unfortunately, went missing for the for the previous recording uh, of, of the show. Um, now we sent out a search party immediately after the recording finished. Um, it took a little while, but we finally um, found Sam hunkered down in his parents' basement in Indiana. Uh, he was discovered safe. He's, he's back with us today. Docs. Everything's okay. He's, yep. he, he's a flight it, risk, man. We, we didn't know what happened. It was Maple. Sam. Maple sniffed me out. She she found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, good to have you back. How are you doing? Thank you guys so much. Uh, it, sorry to miss last week. Uh, definitely was having a, a lot of fun in my mom's and dad's basement uh, playing, <laughs> playing beta only. That's it. I just locked myself in a cave. <laughs> no, uh, doing good. Uh, it's been a crazy day, but now we're here talking about nerd shit, which makes me happy. Um, I'm going to go on Friday to PAX U and play uh-huh. in the Hero Realms tournament, and I'm really excited. So shout out to awesome. Birdlaw and Roser and everyone else that's going to be there. Since this is an emergency episode, maybe it'll come back come out before Friday too. So if you guys go to PAX U... Uh, look for a really tall, lanky guy that looks like he's from Indiana. That's probably going to be me. Probably going to be me. <laughs> Dude, are you going to like uh, provide any on-the-scenes coverage to put you totally on the spot? Uh, yeah. I Of the Legends event? I mean, I, you're going to be participating in it. I would be happy to do that. I'm going to go up on Thursday, and I'm going to go on Friday and play in the event, and then I'll be home that night. So... You know, whatever kind of on the scenes coverage we want, we could we could set up another emergency pod to talk about the uh, the results or just do whatever. Record some stuff on your phone, yeah. Just record it yeah. like while you're playing. Be like, hold on, I got right in the middle of your turn. Be like, hold on, I got to just record my thoughts. Um, <laughs> this is Scrap Scrap Force reporting live on the scenes. Uh, we're here at the Hero Realms tournament. Uh, it looks like Scrap Force is going to go to the tournament championship and win everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. all right yeah well good good luck to you man i can't wait to hear yeah. how that goes awesome. for you obviously yeah. thank you thank you so much and it's gonna be some tough competition happy to be here so. i'm totally gonna lose you guys like i say that but no i'm not i'm not I mean, gonna win i'm totally losing I, I, i've never played in a fucking tournament I'm, before i'm gonna be psyched they're gonna play mind games on me i'm, I'm gonna lose nah i'm gonna lose i'm pretty <laughs> sure that well Birdlaw and roser and horgle are all gonna be there. those are like the three nicest people you could you could have around. They are all super nice guys. <laughs> I feel I'm going to be, uh, I'll be well taken care of for sure. But yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. They're going to all kill me. Enjoy it. You'll have fun. You're going to win because you're going to shuffle like, I don't know, your balls are on fire or something. And that's going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I always shuffle like wow. that because my balls are always on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's how well, I, we don't need I to enjoy talk about that. Your, your STIs. I have some so, ball fire you know, powder so, that I, <laughs> I like now to just. Okay. Just, well. just to um, apologize, a, a preface apology to the listeners here. You can already see by how far the this introduction has, has gone off the rails that Sam indeed this could be a is long back. one. Sam yeah, baby, back. it's 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 evidence that he's back. 
Uh, last but not least, though, we have Chris Double Dubs Wahlberg. Um, he is well. I'll let you do your own self introduction today. How, how, how are we hanging? How's it hanging, bro? Hey, hey, hey! It is hanging all right, man. I am enjoying the holiday season. I got my uh, winter spiced cranberry sprite here to celebrate. You know, the occasion as we podcast together, (laughs) I had a a good Thanksgiving, uh, you know, looking forward to Christmas and everything. So I'm doing good. And we got new cards to talk about. So let's make it happen, fellas. I can't wait. Now, see, that's how you do a self intro. He was the only guy who kept it like under 45 seconds, guys. Mm. Well done. He's he is the the anchor that holds us us together. (laughs) Tottenham. Damn. I'm gonna a- I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to talk here, but don't talk for 20 minutes because you were gonna give a little bit of a hero helper update. All right, hero helper update. Let's make it quick. Tot style. Uh, man, I've been doing a lot of work on hero helper. We are going. Uh, we're inching closer to getting rid to getting rid of the sheet. Um, as a general warning to all of our lovely users, uh, we're. We're not going to keep the sheet going once the beta is stops being the beta and is the live version. When they switch to the new content that we're about to talk about, Call to Arms and Dungeons, it is going to break the legacy system, basically. So all your games will still be there. We have them recorded in perpetuity. But um, the new stuff, uh, I have to do some work to capture it. So number one uh, priority will be to capture the games as fast as we can. Uh, and I do have beta access since I'm a, since I just late back legends. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do some pre-work to try to get that going. And uh, yeah, that's it. But hopefully you will also see the dashboard soon on the website. So. Yeah. They're, they're, they're making some backend changes on server stuff for the app with this, uh, the new cards and the beta yep. stuff. Uh, Joel said they were making a bunch of changes and it's going to break a lot of what we do with hero helper. Yep. We're going to work on trying to be proactive to get it done ahead of time, but the spreadsheets all set up for the old stuff. And that's way too much work at this point to get back active once they make that switch. So just so everybody. Yeah. Knows. And just a, also a, disc- a real quick disclaimer is that there could be some things that we can do now that we don't, have access to anymore it really just depends on what data is being is, yep. is visible right so I th- i'm pretty sure build data is not going to be available anymore but tbd we haven't done uh enough research we'll yet see. so yeah don't get your hopes up though yeah go yep ahead. get ready for it your game data win loss will be there <clears throat> that's cool that'll be there all righty nice job Thanks, sam, sam. Want you, you are welcome take us take us into uh Take us home, baby. All right. So <laughs> time for everyone's favorite segment, your favorite segment and mine. What would you do? Not mine. What would you say you do here? Um, as a reminder, before we drive into what would you do? Uh, there are screenshots of this. What would you do 
on our Discord. There are screenshots in the show notes. There are screenshots in the Realms Rising web uh, webpage. Um, also on Discord, the WWYD Discord channel is very active. There's always a lot of really interesting and fun conversations about um, what would you do scenarios being posted from everyone just because as you play, you think to yourself, well, what the hell would I do in this situation? So you can screenshot that, post it, and uh, everyone always loves to chime in. So it's a great way to get involved. Um, to paint the scene for today's What Would You Do, our lovely and amazing Chris Diebeldubes is going to tell us what's going on here so we can spout off on what we would do here. Thanks so much, Sam, for that fantastic introduction. Uh, we are looking at a level 12 matchup. It is turn two. We are playing as a thief with Distracted Exchange, Smooth Heist, and the Mask. And our opponent is a Breastplate Cleric with Bless the Flock and Mass Resurrect. So the row that we're looking at has a couple of interesting pieces of sacrifice with Life Drain and The Rot. But we've also got some huge champions in the form of Kraka High Priest, Grok Storm Giant, and Broline Lore Weaver. And so uh, in our hand, we have six gold for the turn. And we're looking to decide how we're going to spend that. Yet to draw is a Blackjack. All three knives, a ruby, and two gold. So that's kind of what we have coming up here. Um, and with that, I think I will take it over to the community uh, comments on this one so that we can kind of get the discussion kicked off that way. So very first, we had Daily23 chime in saying that he would grab smooth, he would use smooth heist to get life drain and the rot. This adds serious damage into your deck and takes the sacrifice away from them. And I have to admit, that's the first thing that was on my radar as well. Like, oh yeah, we're against a cleric. They're going to try to take it to the late game. Let's go ahead and snatch up this life drain and the rot sounds good and then logan k stewart comes in with what i think is a fantastic idea i think i would smooth heist brolin and the rot and then distracted exchange next turn i would hope for the blackjack and then mask the gold to snag life drain the cleric won't be able to take out brolin and likely won't have six gold to get to life drain so that one that line of play you're taking a slightly um riskier path that has much higher upside so that was really interesting and then arcanel came in and basically elaborated on the points that logan made and was um kind of going in favor of that line as well overall if we take it to the voting we see that um basically everyone was going to smooth heist here but that by the numbers it looks like uh brolin is going to be brolin and the rot is what most people are going to go with, with uh, life drain just behind there. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah. And so, you know, once those Logan and Arcanel laid it out like that, I definitely think they identified the best line of play here of smooth heist, the Brolin and uh, take the rot. And it kind of shows that, you know, you can take a little bit of a risk sometimes if you really analyze the board state well is like the first line isn't always the best line is what this what would you do well, kind of taught me um i i like that 
train of thought with uh, Berlin and the rot, except for Berlin isn't going to go directly to your hand because it costs four. So you don't know when you're going to get that. And at that point, the cleric might have the damage to take it out quickly. So, it's true. Yeah. Why and just and like, they could have the six gold for life drain. <laughs> right. Why so not that just, blend, like why I said, not just do could totally drain, blow up on you. Life drain and then bro. I think. Why, why not just I think I would do life drain and the rot is what I would do. That's another good one. I'd smooth heist those. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, I think the downside of doing Life Drain and Brolin is that you're letting the cleric have the rot, right? right. And we mm-hmm. probably wouldn't want to do that. Right. Would you care, though, after you get Brolin and Life Drain? <laughs> I, yeah. guess, I guess if you smooth heist, or not smooth heist, if you do the distracted exchange, they're not going to have the six gold for Life Drain on their next turn. Yeah. yeah. That's what you were saying. Okay. Yeah, um... And you've already taken some damage. I can I can see that that line of play being pretty good. I don't know that it's like necessarily obviously better than yeah life drain in the rot. I don't think it's necessarily worse either. I think they're both pretty. The max you could get ones. is four gold if you got lucky next turn. Max if you used your distracted yeah. exchange, uh, it'd be five gold. Right? You, so you yeah, you do have gold. shadow mask. That's why you got a mask. The... You do have shadow mask. Yeah. Oh, you do have shadow mask. Okay. And you can put a ruby on top next turn, and then you get your blackjack. If you had the two gold and your ruby, you could get six. If you got lucky, yeah. If you bottom two knives. Yep. That's the, what I was thinking Basically. too, and looking at that is that in order to get up to the six to get that life drain on the next hand, it's but, iffy. I mean, there are three three of your set, but, three of your what is that seven cards are knives. If you if you also distracted exchange, you're going to get a gold from that too. So yeah. you only need five. That's yeah. a good point. The, I'm thinking life drain so, and the rot is is how I'd go now. I think Tim, you can miss me. Life drain rot. I, I I think that's what yeah. I would do as well. Is just life drain and take any chance of the getting those sacrifice cards. It's so and the cleric's going to get Brolin, which is fine. It sucks, but you'll be able to take it down with life drain. Um, so. Yeah, right. And if you're sacrificing two cards per shot, you won't get any sacrifice this turn from the rot. But once you shuffle and stuff, you're going to start getting those and. That's going to thin your deck out real quick. Yeah. yeah. I think that's well, what I would do. You guys make good points for it uh, as well, for sure. Another thing to throw on in favor of the life drain and the rot is um, you're securing that rot right away, which I think we want to do no matter what, but it's so yeah. good with the shadow mask. Yep. You know, shadow mask and the rot, getting that synergy going is going to um, mm. end this it's a game quickly, winner. It's almost so. a, you know, it's, it's almost a winning game condition right off the bat. Yep. And life drain and rot together is just like a, it's such a powerful combo. It's better in the hands of a ranger. If you can't get those two together, (laughs) oh my God, it's amazing because you almost always pair them as a ranger. But, um, you know, just even as a thief, it's good. It's going to be good. You're going to have a pretty good chance with Shadow Mask. Yeah. Topping the rock. That and plus you're you are no life drains. Yeah, and you and it was knife belt. You and get not horrible sack luck. Or you draw them together anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, I think that was a, that's actually a really nice uh, submission. By the way, that was submitted by Tupac was here. 
uh, yep. from Discord. Thank you for submitting that. Great uh, discussion around this. As always, check out the picks on uh, both the show notes, on Discord, on the website. Basically, anywhere you can find us, you'll be able to find those. <laughs> hey, Matt, do you have a favorite Tupac yep. song? Uh, I do. What is your favorite Tupac song? <laughs> Picture me rolling. Picture me rolling. Nice. Dubs, <laughs> Tim, do you have one? I'm a little on the spot here. Let me think for a second. Well, I don't have to do it. Quickly type in your Tupac. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking was changes. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a huge. I, I respect Tupac and what, what he did a lot. But like that wasn't really my thing. Yep. So mine is I think mine is California love. I don't know a lot of his his older shit, but all right. Next, we will transition into main focus where we are going to start. Check it out next. Master Double Damas. (laughs) All righty, here we go. Greetings. It is I, Nostra Double Damas, a wizard with glimpses of the future of Thandar. Stay a while and listen. Um, we got all this awesome new content. I just want to take a minute to kind of get everyone's initial impressions on on what they've seen of dungeons and stuff like that so far. I think I'll go ahead and give mine uh first, which is just that like um so I was looking at the upgrade cards, which we're gonna be talking about pretty soon here, and I was like, are these all pirate themed what's what's with the pirate theme but then as i started looking at the market deck and all the other cards more it's actually more of like an adventure set and it reminds me of like exploration and discovery Mm. so Mm. uh uh wise wizard did one of their wizard weeklies today and something reminded me they had talked about like um ruin a thandar three and some of this stuff but there was a uh like watery watery graves or something like that was something that they were going to do mm. and this might be like some of that stuff yeah and which so, would make sense if it's like watery grave pirate themed nice that this might be what that's from yeah obviously like there's a ton of amazing mechanics here but um i'm really digging the flavor of the set as i have been um yeah. just my initial impressions i'm like it's like the hero realms art that I recognize, but it's, it's new and fresh and cool. And like, we're, we're off on an adventure exploring things. So I'm really excited to to play with the cards and and talk about it some more. Let's uh, turn it over to Tim. What are your initial impressions of the new content? um, Just in time for Christmas, we all get a nice big gift. (laughs) Um, At least if you're a legends backer, you have access to the the beta stuff. You may you may have access to some of the beta stuff if you're not a legend backer, but you wouldn't have access to dungeons. But oh my gosh, playing with new cards, I don't know what to do. Like I, I'm just so <laughs> excited to play with new cards. Like I'm I'm playing horribly half the time, but uh, <laughs> um, I I just know like I have the hardest time gauging where i'm at in a game like oh am i behind am i ahead this or that and the game just like it goes in ways i didn't see it happening so like it's it's kind of cool to be back in that phase again like when 
when I was first getting into the app and learning all the cards better and stuff, I mean, I had played the physical game for a while and whatever, but I didn't play that much of yeah. it in physical version. So like, but I've played thousands and thousands of games in the app now through beta and release. And it's like, okay, I might have, I don't know, 40 games with the, the, beta and dungeons cards and so like it's still like so new and shiny it's amazing merry christmas <laughs> yeah absolutely how about you sam what are your what are you thinking well i've actually only played one turn in the beta because i was a late backer <laughs> and the uh okay. the call to arms and dungeons at this moment in time are not unlocked uh maybe it's just me so that's possible oh. whatever it is so i haven't been able to spool up games but Tim and Matt uh, sent me challenges, and if you want to send me some challenges, that'd be great. And uh, so, if you accept a challenge, you're able to play with the new content. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yep. Okay. Don't keep. I that, mean, keep that maybe no, that's how they want to do it, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> no. So. Redacted. That's... Send challenges to Sackforce. Yes. Yeah, send send me some challenges. Oh, it's scrap forces. It's Something tells me it's a uh, unintentional loophole. But... Yeah. Oh, I thought it was intentional. That's what it I seemed like. I think to me. that I Star Realms work. Then like why not that just let everybody do it? I don't know for sure. I don't remember. No, Star Realms, you can't accept challenges if you don't have the content. No. Oh, then that's probably Correct. a good call as far as how they're gonna how they're gonna behave. Okay. Well, we'll then we'll cut out. that part out. We'll edit this out. Yeah. If I if I remember. So Sam. But... <laughs> Sam, what do you think of the new content so far? So I've I've literally only played um, one hand. I got to smooth heist with the thief, which was actually a very fun hand to to play, okay. and uh, it was great. I totally screwed up. There's like this rat guy that'll go to the bottom of your deck instead of the top, or instead of staying in your discard or going to the top. Totally screwed that up. Didn't even realize. And I tell you, as as soon as I like even opened the app and I saw the fresh new market row of cards I didn't recognize, I was like. Holy shit. Like Tim said, it felt it felt like Christmas. It felt so good. You're you're a seven year old kid on Christmas morning, is what it I is. mean. Every time the deck flips, you're like, what's this? Ooh, what's this? Oh, what's this? You're reading the cards, you're trying to figure out what's gonna go well, whatever. Like, oh, I fucking love it. And you know, like like you said, Tim, how many thousands of games have we played? At this point, right. I like I look at the row and I, I don't even need to read the cards. I know what they are, like all that. And so that just really gives you a lot more to think well, about. Sam, as, as let's be game. honest here. You, you you couldn't read them to begin with. So well, that's that's you, true. You, I mean, like you know, there's these symbols and, you know, there's pictures that helps me. So that's good. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You you definitely have at least the sixth grade letters here. <laughs> to keep it rolling here <laughs> jig what are what are your thoughts about uh dungeons so far um i think it's all garbage i'm really ready to to call it quits no I'm just kidding <laughs> oh, man. i think it's absolutely <laughs> we'll miss you. fantastic i'm ecstatic like it, it's it, it breathes uh much needed life into the game for me i was getting mm. a little not i don't want to say burned out but uh kind of i had gone through my fair share of repetitions with the game let's just say Yes, I, probably, I played. I, I count in probably the tens of thousands. I probably played over 20, 25,000 games of on digital, which is not something yeah. I'm necessarily it's... proud of, but it's, it's the <laughs> truth. Um, but well, just to have new content is great. Now, 
let me say this. It's nice to have the new and shiny. It's always fun to do it. And it, like you guys are saying, it's like, oh, un, you know, unwrapping presents on Christmas Day or see, walking to, and waking up and seeing all the presents under the tree or whatever your uh, uh, Festivus uh, activities might be. Um, <laughs> it's not just that. It's really fun mechanics. It's uh-huh. using the game as the system, the strengths of the game and kind of really building on that and kind of leaning into it rather than fighting against it. So you see some really big swings. You see some really crazy hijinks happening. The interactions with the cards are great. It's not just like more discarding and more drawing, although there is some of that for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. The artwork is just incredible. I love all of the artwork. It's just so good to look like. Every time I see a card, I'm like, oh, this is my new favorite card of the of the of dungeons. And then three <laughs> cards later, I'll be like, oh no, this is my new favorite card. And then it changes, you know, every time I play. Uh, so as you can tell, you know, I'm pretty in- enthused, enthused by it. Uh, I'm enjoying it so much. I haven't played that much yet. Uh, more than Sam. Uh, no, really, it's great. Um, and you know, we're gonna talk in detail about it. So let's stop hesitating, get into the meat of this episode. And jump Let's into, into it. Uh, we're going to start out with the level 13 upgrade spoilers. All right. So we're going to go for this uh, at level 13 in the app because not only are there new cards, they've raised the level cap to 14 in the beta. So at level 13, you have a new upgrade choice uh, between two cards. And each class has their own choice, just like before. Um, And then at level 14, you have the choice of adding another health upgrade or increasing your second ability for your class. So we're not really going to talk about like the health upgrade and ability because that's the same stuff as we had before. It's just adding more of it. But there are new cards here. Go ahead, Dubs. Yeah, I do have a quick thing to bop in with that. I think at level 14, you're able to do a, an additional health upgrade. Isn't that correct? Yes. And so it doesn't you, seem at, as intended to me. It is intended. Shouldn't you have to like max out your skill again or something like that before like you can take your no, you can take your health upgrade at level four. And then to get the second one, you have to have your skill and ability upgraded to be able to get the second one. Okay. So you've already upgraded both of those. Now you now at like level 16, you're not going to be able to get a third one. I I doubt it is working by design. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Thanks. All right. Well, yeah. With that said, I'm I'm ready to get into that, it. That's that's my understanding of it. But yeah. sure. I had I'm a quick into. question too from earlier because we were talking about this skill upgrade. So, are you saying that you go you go back to the tree and you choose a different path and you start upgrading that, or it's like you have minor resurrect and then you just have another minor resurrect, or like what? The, no, no, what? no. You so so at level twelve. Already, you can start in your second ability. Right. So you can have your your resurrect as a cleric, or your uh, crushing blow tree, your blow tree as a fighter, yes. <laughs> that sort of stuff. You can add another one onto that. So 
if you don't take any health upgrades, you can have the first two upgrades to that, which are the same as the level one and level two upgrades for the class. Interesting. So that's where you would be. Or you can take health upgrades or a mixture of the two. Okay. So like a level 14 cleric could have divine resurrect and a level two resurrect. Yes. Which is cool. Yeah. And the level two resurrect is a character up to four cost for it. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Well, it would be branched at that point. Right. So you have two choices. Oh, right. It's right before it branches. Or no, it's not even right before it branches. It's right before the base level three ability. Yes. Great clarification, guys. Yep. So, so, yeah. Ooh, fun. Anyway, new cards. (laughs) Finally, we're at the 30 minute mark. That didn't take very long. (laughs) Well, now it makes sense. That's good. Because that was going to continue. So, so, so for the cleric, um, you have two choices. You have, Ship's Bell, bang, bang. which give, gives you two gold and a sacrifice ability to prepare a champions. I don't know why there's an S on that, but I'm pretty sure it's prepare a champion. Um, <laughs> or prepare sorry. all might champions. Be prepare all champions. Pre- I, it's not prepare all champions. Prepare a champion, oh, really? guys. May- that's why it I says thought prepare it was a champion. It does. It does say that, and I love it. I thought it was prepare a champion. I think, not I think it's kind of a cute and daring uh, typo. I love it. Prepare a champion. Well, we'll find and out. Maybe, maybe that typo has been fixed and, and we can find clarification. But uh, that's the ship's bell. The other choice is Imperial Sailor, which is a three defense non-guard champion. And its normal ability is you can choose a, a card in the market, acquire it for one less or sacrifice it. And you can sacrifice this card uh, to draw a card. And uh, I'm just going to say I have wanted the row punch in Hero Realms for so long, and there is a version of it in Hero Realms now. With yeah. This. And so I think both of these upgrades are some pretty solid choices, but I'm totally, at least with my first cleric that I get to level 13, I'm going to get that Imperial Sailor try that out yep i have a feeling you will not be alone i think the early meta will be a lot of imperial sailors and not a lot of ship bells and and also because it adds another champion that you can use a minor res or your ever-burning candle on yep and this one is a non-guard that will hide behind your guards like i don't know that just seems let's go and it has a huge booty as far as starting deck uh champions are concerned right mm. right and, 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 and also all of these cards are added to your deck nothing here replaces anything these yeah. are both add options. right right yeah i mean you could potentially have four champs in there uh right. what do you guys think of this though just as the thought um the cleric starting economy is not great having ship bell could yeah. make a big difference but not a, that Imperial Sailor also lets oh, you acquire shit. a card for one gold less. That does help a lot. Or oh, sacrifice so something. So it's so, really yeah. versatile. Yep. So huge. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And the and, and now, the draw, you could I mean you could potentially get a really good starting card early with yeah. that with that draw. Late game, especially. It's so powerful though. Uh 
I wouldn't advise on yeah. drawing it. I, w- I would probably save that sacrifice ability <clears throat> for late game when I'm trying yeah. to just get to lethal. Yeah. Basically, yep. too, like this will help you. I'm sure it's already been touched on, but it allows that cleric <clears throat> more chances to dig for sacrifice cards. Yeah. Right. This is which is yep. one of the things it struggles with. Um, now, that said, the ship's bell, the jury's out on this because if I read it as prepare all champions, and I was like, holy cow, that could be. Ooh. Amazing late game card plus the two economy early game, uh, but if it's just prepare a single champion, uh, no thanks. Yeah, it's probably not even close to a, to a close contest with Imperial Sandal. My opinion. That's my take on it. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be prepare a champion. We'll find out. But... I posted in the WWG uh, Discord asking about it as we spoke. Real time, peeps. Okay, that's your that's your spots and rec at work for you, everybody. (laughs) Um, so moving on to the next class, we have the fighter, and the two choices here are the cutlass, which uh, does two damage, and then has a sacrifice ability that target champion gains plus two combat permanently. And then the other choice is bottle of rum. And this card says, draw a card. If it has no cost, gain three health. And this may bring you above your maximum health. Nice. And then it has a a sacrifice ability for two damage. Um, And I would say, like, both of these are interesting cards. Um, One, the fighter could use some healing, and they have an option there with that. It's not a guaranteed healing option, but the fact that it would most likely hit early game and, and it can get you above your max health. It could be pretty good, but also the cutlass. I, I believe this does count as a weapon for like sharpening stone and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But also what's really interesting with that to me is the sacrifice ability that as a fighter, I've always kind of hated the shield bearer. Unless I have like the the Helm of Fury, um, I really don't even want that card in my deck. Well, now because it doesn't do anything except for soak up some damage. But now, if you draw the the Shield Bearer and the Cutlass, you can sacrifice the Cutlass and add two damage to that Shield Bearer for the rest of the game, which is a really cool interaction. And I'm pr- I've. I've looked at both of these, and uh, I'm trying the Cutlass first on this one. That's for sure. You're aggro at heart, buddy. Of course you did. Yeah, having more aggro is nice. (laughs) Although I'm definitely going to be trying out that bottle of rum and uh, seeing how the healing goes, too. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm going to be getting the Cutlass and applying that two damage to a Tithe Priest ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) That might actually make that card worth something. Nivik's definitely going to be doing that big time. Yes, of course. His hands on this. Um, I, I just want to jump in really quick and say the duality of these two choices here is awesome. Like the, I love the design mm-hmm. on this. You can choose two really different uh, slants on the fighter with both of these choices. Um, I love that the fighter finally gets a little healing possibly from the bottle of rum. And I love that it's a bottle of rum that gives that healing. That's how, how awesome is that? <laughs> Um, and it, it can even bring him above maximum, and you can sack it for for two. Like it's what awesome, and the cutlass system just said is awesome. 
every time I I would use that bottle of rum and I wouldn't hit the the healing, I'm going to be saying to myself, "Why is the rum gone?" Nice. One thing I'm I'm a little disappointed that the fighter didn't get an economy upgrade mm. option. Yep. Because that's something they gonna, really need, in my opinion. I was going to say but, that's the one thing. But I, I think these are some wonderful cards. Yeah, and the de- design is great, and it fits with mm. the fighter well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So great design. I love it. I love both choices. It'll be fun exploring with both of them. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll just hop in quick uh, then here to say that just from a design level, um, I love the flavor of these. Like with the cutlass, mm. when you sacrifice it. And then the champion gets the buff that it was giving the two damage. Like flavor wise, you're literally just giving that shield bearer champion a sword, sword. or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like your sword and shield bearer. Yes. And and that's sword badass. boy. No, um, you're you're upgraded of... to a sword boy. <laughs> <laughs> sword boy. Sword boy. It sets a a bit of like a possible template that they might use for future Ooh. style of like equipment or weapons or armor. Oh, well, you can upgrade your so, champions. So, I like that. I love that. So, um, yeah. much like the uh, breastplate can increase your champion's defense, in the they've updated the Lua documentation, and there are ways to add other things to champions, like like this cutlass. Mm. So, like, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, th- I think yeah. I think that that's a that like you're saying that's a that's a whole like mechanic that would be really cool. Yeah, like, trinkets. Well, the shield has been. I, my... can, I can I can mod my champions now. Yeah, like, dude, I bet it's bard. permanent. But I bet bard has that because bard is known for inspiring things. Oh See, yeah, so that's true. But it's oh, the bard, other thing that's but... cool about it too, guys, is that if you were to acquire the powers or whatever, like of course there's some RNG as far as like when it. When it hits, which champions you can apply it to. Yeah. But you are going to trash it. And so it's not going to clog your deck. It's going to go to the champion and a- be applied from there, which is really powerful. So it's like the card is in your deck, but only for one cycle. And then you can trash it and, and do it. So right. it's not really going to take up too much space. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll get in there quick about the bottle of rum is that I view this as a flavor win as well. Like we see across this set, obviously you're like drinking and it's healing you, but there's something special about alcohol that lets you go above your maximum HP, uh, yeah. you know, cause you can like get in a bigger fight than you ought to or something like that. So really surprising to see them called. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the cool thing that I'm interpreting the sacrifice to be is that you smash the bottle and now you're ready to shake. Absolutely. Them. Right. So, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, I just. Or, or you just hit them over the head with the yeah. bottle. One or the or other. Whatever. Yeah. Like, the bottle has become a weapon now and it's good yes. for yeah. one use of the weapon. Yeah. Again, just so um, awesome. awesome. That's some good flavor for sure. Bring in the flavor. <laughs> I love it. I gotta say, too, I like so, these so, cards that you can trash because. Uh, what is your starting deck at that point? Like, I mean, like twelve or thirteen, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, your deck's getting like with the ones you can't trash. Like, you're adding another card. Uh, and so yeah, yeah, like having a ones lot of them you can trash. Can trash. I think there's only four you can't. I think just the yeah. uh, ranger and the thief. So both both of the cleric and both of the fighter you can trash. So we'll get to the yep. other ones here. and the wizard, wizard as well. Looks like. I'm I'm trying to move along, but you guys keep talking. I know we're like, no. but we're having we're a good excited. discussion. Yeah, no, this is great. Okay, I move, know it's good move, stuff. Move along, move along. So 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 next ranger. These ones you cannot sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You have a parrot. 
which is a one defense non-guard champion. It does two damage. But when this enters play, it cannot be dealt damage until your next turn. So you're going to get two turns worth of usage out of it every time you play it, which is pretty cool. Um, the other option is Spyglass, and this uh, draws a card, and then you can look at your opponent's hand. Um, I, I think the, the interesting thing here, whereas like the Fighter and Cleric cards were uh, sacrificable. Is that a word? Okay. You can sacrifice <laughs> them. These ones you can't, but the Spyglass draws a card. It's a it's a cantrip. It doesn't take up space in your deck. It also adds another draw for your Ranger engine. The Parrot is going to be out a couple turns, so it's going to be skipping a lot of shuffles with as much as you cycle stuff as a Cleric. Um, I think here, like, I don't know why I would go with the Parrot usually. I'm going to go Spyglass. The, like, the look at an opponent's hand... That's interesting to it would be interesting to find out how useful that is most of the time and may not be that useful. Mm. It may be like, oh, I know what they have here, so I'm gonna do this instead of that. And so like I think that's gonna be a lot more like RNG whether that part of the card is useful, but the draw is always there. And with your track ability, adding another draw is always good a no-brainer to yeah, me yeah it's always good i think that the um looking at a target's hand will help you in situations kind of like with the what would you do right will they mm -hmm. be able to buy that life drain or not buy that life drain blah 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 you can make your mind up but it will mm -hmm. be situational on what's in the market right um and 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 there's plenty of times where you pretty much know what your opponent could have anyways and if you see it, this isn't going to do anything. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead, Dubs. Yeah, so I obviously, you know, the so Spyglass is super interesting. Draw a card and look at the hand. The look at the hand mechanic, while it does feel like it could be kind of hit or miss of how valuable that information is, or like um, you might already be able to deduce that to the extent that it's relevant to you, you know, so there's times where that part of it's going to be a miss. But I do think, in general, that's the sort of mechanic that rewards skill in the game. Uh -huh. So, like, the better you are at the game, the more you'll be able to make use of that look at target opponent's hand ability. So that's something cool about I, it, in my opinion. One thing I would say to not refute what you're saying here, Dubs, is the best players already deduce as much <laughs> of that information as they can. So it's right. not going to be as helpful to them because they already analyze stuff enough to have so, a good idea. It's just anyway. gravy on the cake. Anyways, guys, yeah. that card yeah. is the but, draw. But it will it will give you more information, and yeah. more information it's cool, helps but it's better players. The yeah. draw is what makes that card good. And like Tim said, it's not a choice here. You, you go with the, the spyglass for your ranger builds. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, I just want to say quickly here too. I think it it'll be interesting to see if these and we should have mentioned this in the preface. These are beta versions of all these cards. They they're going to be tested by legend backers and then probably to a larger population later. I bet. Uh, yep. It I, wouldn't surprise me if we see changes to some of these. Let me just say that. I, I will say 
uh rob has said on like the wizard weekly streams and stuff when talking about dungeons that absolutely stuff's going to be changing with these cards and stuff based off of uh uh, beta testing this is part of the first expansion to the app which is probably going to be not in beta for super long in my opinion this is called a call to arms right yeah well the arms stuff because that raises the level cap it's not dungeons that raises the level yeah but these cards will affect the balancing quite a bit as we're going to see yes so that's why i'm thinking um it wouldn't surprise me if we'll see so anyways let's keep talking because we're and and we might we might this is one of them though that i'm worried about because i think the ranger is going to be really powerful with this even with the slight nerf to the and as as a quick detour, there are balance changes for the ranger and fighter in the beta as well mm-hmm. that we haven't talked about. <laughs> so, yes, but but the 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 spyglass adding a draw. When I saw that they added a draw to the ranger, I was like, why are they giving the ranger more draw? Yeah. Yep. Um, but anyway, on to the next one is the thief upgrades. Um, you have hook which is one damage and then you can draw a card or target opponent discards a card. And then, and none of that, neither of these sacrifice, they're just standard abilities. And then the other option is trick dice, which is draw two cards, then discard one of them. Um, both of these sound really interesting. Uh, I think to me, like the hook is kind of the best, option just looking at stuff trick dice looks interesting but the downside to trick dice is you're always going to be drawing two cards and you have to discard one of them if you play and when you play that card if you have two good cards and that's all that's left in your deck you're discarding a good card with it it's not like right. you can put it back and you so play it man. it kind of cuts both ways yeah yeah sometimes that'll um that'll get you it, it, it will increase your 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 tempo with your deck but it may uh, come to bite you sometimes. Whereas the hook, it adds a card that only does one damage, but I also can draw a card, so it it doesn't really take up space in my deck. Um, or I can add more discards, which as a thief, like... It's so good. Oh, man. Unbelievably good. So yeah. to like, start. Like already ha- you, you have, your, you have your, your, your skill that discards a card. You have this that will discard a card. And then if you have any of the wild cards that discard, like you're going to get discard locks so much. You easier. could start by, you could even start by masking the hook. You know what I mean? And then like your yeah. opponent's first three of the three. Yeah, or you four can line up turns. discards with this. Yeah, you can. Jeez. Yeah. You, We're you about to see some bad lock. shit happen with the oh, discarding again. It's Go nasty. ahead. Double dubs. You have well, your hand up. And that's what I wanted to bring up actually was that like the hook is giving me, you know, flashbacks in a bad way to the uh, double Double skill skill. days of the beta where you could have such easy access for people who don't know. It used to be that you could, when you were leveling up your character, you could get um, the second skill. A second skill, so you can make someone discard twice if you had four gold. And it was just brutal playing against thieves. Like you could win a percentage of the games against them, but it was like rarely ever fun to play it the game yeah. where your hand it's is five back, cards guys. with three cards. It's demor- it is demoralizing so, yeah. to be I, 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 I will say it's not going to be as bad as that. 
because mask, I think it could be worse with the mask. It's not really going to be every turn. It can't it's be, be every, every turn. other turn. No, yeah, right. Because you play this yeah. card, yeah. it has to go to your discard, and then you mask it. So it, at, at worse, Still it's every other gonna turn. Be, it's, it's not going to cost money for that extra thing. It's going to and be also. I'm predicting it that gives you the discard, it. but it only does one damage. Like mm, mm, two discards, for and it's taken up a card slot. Like I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong, <clears throat> Matt. I don't think it's going to be as bad as you're thinking, though. Mm. I will I say, not. I hope not. If you if you can get if you can get the the wild cards that also discard a card, you're going to be able to get discard locks way easier. You're, you're making somebody it. discard five cards yep. and they can't do anything. I'm building a sacrifice dagger version of this right now. I haven't gotten the hook yet, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. Oh, so, by, so by the way, the artwork win. artwork is great on both of these cards. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Uh, honestly, the trick dice artwork might be my favorite artwork. It's really good on any of these upgrades. We'll have to save up and get. I, you I like a, the hook one too. A vest like that, Tim. Oh, I would totally wear a vest like that. <laughs> I'll wear it around town when I'm grocery shopping. I don't care. <laughs> By the way, for, for the so, listeners, we, we will post links for these cards that we are reviewing uh, in the show notes in some way, shape, or form. So check the show notes and, for links and, to see all this. Stuff. Yes. And they are – I have post. I had posted them the other day on the Realms Rising Discord, so you can see them there as well. Yep. But they will be available in the show notes and on the Realms Rising site when we post the episode. You'll have multiple ways to see these cards. Yep. Enjoy. Amazing. And then the last upgrade options are for the wizard. And both of these have sacrifice uh, abilities. So it's the thief and ranger that you can't sacrifice the cards. But they draw cards with some of those anyway. So these ones for the wizard, there's ship in a bottle which gives you two gold and you can sacrifice it to acquire a card of cost three or less. And then there's the treasure map, which draws a card. That's its main ability. And then for a sacrifice ability, um, it has faction abilities. So for the Imperial faction, you can do three damage for the wild faction. You get two uh, gold for the guild faction. You draw a card and for Necros, you may sacrifice a card in your hand or discard pile. So if you had one card of each faction and you played this card, you would get all four of those faction abilities from faction, which is really a cool idea. Yeah, have fun with it. Guys. But I really think the fact that the main ability just replaces itself and it just takes up... I mean, it doesn't take up space in your deck, but like all it does is replace itself until you sacrifice it. So like that feels like it falls a little flat to me. Like if there, if it, if it gave you one gold and drew a card, this would be a pretty great card in my opinion that you can then sacrifice to get some ally abilities. Um, but the fact that it just draws a card makes us seem like it's really not very good. Uh, but the ship in the bottle gives you two economy and you can sacrifice it to acquire a cost three or less card. And there's a lot of good one, two, and three cost cards in the game, especially when you're getting into dungeons and call to arms and everything. There's a lot of good cards that you can get. Basically, you have two economy to buy the cards and you get a three cost card and you're thinning your deck out by a card. That seems, ship in a bottle seems the way to go to me. 
I'll hop in next here then. Um, so one thing that's jumping out to me that I think is kind of interesting, and I, I have to almost assume this is uh, by design at this point, is that at each of the item acquisition levels, except for the staff one, you get your choice of like what we might call a big coin or a cantrip card, right? Um, yeah, and you do. So, yeah. So, you know, it's like either the the silver skull or the arcane wand and the alchemist stone or the magic mirror. And now we have ship in a bottle or treasure map. And so really it becomes like this. um, And we've seen this discussion on the discord of like, how many big coins do you want compared to how many cantrips do you want? And what's going to be the best configuration Mm -hmm. thereof. So what this makes me wonder about is like, is it possible now that if I take ship in a bottle, it's easier for me to, like Take do something different wand. elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's one of the thoughts that I have is that it'll, you know, wizard already has an incredible diversity of builds in my opinion. And this just like wrinkles it out even more. Mm. Um, and the second thing is that I, while uh treasure map, uh, like I will agree seems weaker on paper. There's a part of me that's like more interested in playing that card uh, because it seems more fun. You know, it's it's like, yeah, it's a card that much like the magic mirror. If you don't draw that uh, uh, action, it doesn't do a whole lot. It just replaces itself. Right. So it's similar in that respect. It has a pretty decent upside. If you have four, all four factions and you sacrifice that card, you get a ton of effects going off of the one card. But I, and I think I know I've talked to Matt Mm. about this, like the fact that there's no like healing and some of that stuff, which is something that the wizard really wants to be able to survive is a downside Uh, to that. I will also say at level 14, you can add more health as a wizard. Yeah. So you do have, more have you guys played with this? You go that have way. you played with this in the beta yet? Yeah, I've no, played with I Ship in the not. Bottle. Yeah, I've played with Ship okay. in the Bottle, but not with Treasure Map. Okay. I I'm <clears> sure <throat> we will be testing all of that I... and seeing because your initial opinions sometimes are are way off. Yeah, so I mean, well, what you and sometimes they're dead on. So well, what this you had said to him as now. far as like if you have one of these cards out in front of you that you have played, then you get that bonus. I'm not sh- like I'm not sure if that is how it actually will work, or if it's like you can choose a faction and get that bonus, and then it'll it'll trigger no, a faction. No, it's, ability. it's an ally ability. Yeah, you don't a, get it unless you only get it unless you have another card of that color in play. Mm. Yes, you don't get all those things happening unless you have one of each of those colors. All right, right let me just right, say right. this, guys. Yes, and you don't get. It's to not choose. even contest. It's not like you choose. It's not right? even contest. No, it's not even contest, and I'll tell you why, Sam. Don't even talk. Don't spend any more mental energy thinking about treasure map and here's why <laughs> it gives you two two gold as we just said and the sacrifice ability lets you get a three cost card uh, or less and it can be an action or a champion all right so basically this is five economy and one card that you can either use for a second uh deck if you have a really um juicy market row out there and you want some extra economy or you blow it, especially if you have good targets in the market row and you just load up your first uh, shuffle with, with good cards with it's, it's an amazing card. It's really good. It's super Mm -hmm, strong. 
Unfortunately, yeah, it's just not very, it's, it's extra econ, right? And it lets you buy more stuff. And the best way to win is to buy cards, to be honest, right? I mean, that's the best yeah. way to win. I mean, it buy could, I, I, I'm curious how good, if you just always choose econ, how good a rich ass wizard is going to be. <laughs> yeah, but, here, but in my, in my opinion though, I agree with double dubs. Like the treasure map seems like it's going to be more fun. It's more tricksy. You know, you have to line things up and you can get a draw yeah. or maybe get an extra sacrifice or whatever. Unfortunately, it's just not that good. Like even if you wait around long enough to line it up well, uh, buying something, getting stuff with shipping a bottle early into your deck is going to be way more effective to maximizing the, the wizard right. well, treasure map. Uh, in, well, in my in, first just impression. Just for instance, how, how often are you going to get all four of those abilities with treasure map? Not not very often at all. If you are, you're probably playing it wrong. You're, pro- you're waiting right. too long. To you're probably going to get two of those. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that's and reasonable. so at that point it's kind of like well eh, yep it might yeah. be good whereas something a bottle is good it's I good mean, for the, like, game, the fire i've had i probably could get three pretty easily with the wizard especially but yeah it's going to be tricky or and if you're just buying indiscriminately which some um wizard builds want to do especially the ones that use the yeah. arcane wand right because you want all the actions you, you can get you go, yeah but if you're going with the arcane wand you're really going to need chip in the bottle later because you didn't choose <laughs> right. a silver skull. So. Yep. Anyway, uh, they're interesting. It'll be fun to play with these, but a ship in the bottle is just awesome. Uh, unfortunately, it's not super interesting and it doesn't lean into the hey. wizard stuff. I wanted to see scry or hey. like uh, some Matt, sort of healing or you know something wizardy rather than just more econ. But that's just my opinion. as a fighter, I would kill for ship in the bottle. Yeah, I'll trade you. <laughs> like um, that would make the fighter. Yeah able to do a long game i'll like, trade you like that yeah it would the it bottle would totally change yeah I, I would change i'd trade you for the bottle of rum that'd be an <laughs> i would make trade. that trade absolutely That's i would totally funny. do hey, that we'll build. now we're that would make that would make i'll even throw a treasure map like the, i'll throw a treasure map in there for free how about that <laughs> no that's all right <laughs> i don't want that yeah don't let it muck muck your deck up but but those are the level 13 upgrades um choices for each of the classes. And like I said, at level 14, you can upgrade your, your hit points or your ability uh, uh, a second time or the first time if you got hit points on your character nice. already. Nice. And, and Tim, to, really quickly. Call to arms. Oh, go ahead, Jake. Well, no, wrap it. If it's a call to arms question, go ahead and ask that now. I was just going to clarify. Call to arms doesn't add any other cards to the deck. It's just these. It's just the upgrade stuff. No. Okay. No. It adds to the market deck. Call to Arms adds the first Kickstarter promos. Which we're going to go into next. And increases the level cap to 14. So the first Kickstarter promos, uh, many of the cards that we talked about on the last couple episodes will be in there. And we're going to talk about those in our next segment, the cards that will be added, the rest of them. Yeah. Perfect segue. But before that, though, though, really quickly, Tim, also summarize... Because you mentioned it briefly, and there's no good clean. I was going to it. the um, quick changes to fighter. So the group tackle and the uh, knockdown and knockback. When you expend a champion, you also do two damage to it. So that's going to make those abilities uh, decently better, ninety nine percent of the time. The one instance where it's not necessarily better is if I'm wanting to expend your redeemed Runos 
huh. and it's not buffed and it now kills it. <laughs> yep. So, nice. so like that's the one downside to it, but I think overall it, 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 it widens up the skill you can use as a fighter. Um, in fact, I'm probably going knocked down as a fighter most of the time with this change. Mm. Because with that, you would get the three damage and you do two damage to that champion. If they don't have the champion, you're losing out on a damage. But if they do have it, you're gaining a damage. So it's kind of, okay, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Um, the Ranger has two changes. The Pathfinder Compass, it will, you can look at the top five cards, put one in your disc, put up to one in your discard pile, put the rest on top of your library in any order. Yep. Nice. So you can, and it gives you one gold. I think it's always gave one gold, right? So uh, it's it's changing it, whereas they, they've already changed this before and still nobody picked it, so they're changing it again. <laughs> not, not nobody, but most people were not using this card. So uh, this is interesting. And I especially like, I know Double Dubs has done like the 4-1 Ranger and some of those things. Like, it may work in that sort of sense with the Ranger a little more. Although I still think the Flash Fire Arrow is just so good. Why would you not take that? I love that uh, it says the, library. I hate <laughs> that it says library because none of the other cards say that. And it's a magic term. Uh, it, it'll get changed. Not a magic so, term anymore, they my They friend. haven't edited the cards yet. So don't. You know, don't yeah. Worry. So I'm sure that will probably get changed to say your, your draw pile. Because that's the term they use in all the rules and everything. (laughs) But the other change is the unending quiver. So we've talked about how this is a problematic card in the past. Well, now unending quiver says draw a card. You may discard a card to return an arrow from your discard pile to your hand. So to be able, it always draws the card like it always has. But now, to be able to pull that arrow from your discard pile to your hand, you have to discard a different card. And I think this this is a change I did not see coming, but I like the change. I don't know that it's enough, but uh, it, that's a good start on bringing the Ranger down a little bit, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. I like the idea of the uh, the compass with, like, 3-1 or 3-2, because it's cheap and it could pay for the scry and, like, you can see what's there. Maybe you want to discard some more. Maybe not. Whatever. Um, but I still think you're right. I still think the arrow would be there. The the quiver is. It'll be, be fun there. to test it out, anyways. And those It'll are just the test. changes there. I think the quiver might turn out to be like a, a perfect nerf because it really changes it, it. Because like you're not it. You have more complicated decisions, so you have to make those choices, you know, correctly or whatever. But also. Like you're not just gonna automatically do it. You have to weigh like if am I gonna want to discard a card? You know, it's it's just gonna kind of change everything. Mm-hmm. I think even even if that card is a gold, yeah. A lot of times, that one gold will make a difference with the ranger. Whether you Early can game because that's the reason you get the 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 cloak and stuff is because you want that extra gold. Well, yeah. now to be able to draw the extra cards and whatever, yeah, it's kind of. It's, 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 it's good. I think it it will be a good nerf. I think, I don't know if it's enough or if it's going to be the perfect amount. I, I, Mm. it could be just right. It would have been the perfect amount before they added 
the spyglass to the to the range of that can screw it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Well, let's play a whole bunch of games and and then we can make our real decision on it. But I'm looking forward to it. Let's do that. All right, everybody, for the next segment, the multi-segmented Nostra Double Damas special emergency episode of Sparks and Recreation, episode 19. So he's like a caterpillar? It's like a... Okay, we'll Multi-segmented. stop. Multi-segmented? I was going to go into bad places there, so we'll stop. <laughs> Call to arms. Call to arms. Uh, now, I, I keep... I keep awkwardly stumbling over spoilers or reveals or whatever. Oh, we'll just stick with spoilers, even though technically none of this stuff is a spoiler anymore, but let's right. go with it. It feels like a spoiler because it's all brand new. What about the word preview? They're preview cards. Previews. There we go. Okay. See? Beta exclusives. Once again, beta ex- beta legendary backer preview images. Exclusive. Exclusive. Card. Card. Images. Kickstarter. <laughs> Okay, uh, so call to arms. We've done uh, eight cards in the previous two episodes, and now we're just going to spit out the remaining eight because, you know what, we feel like um, a spoiler slash preview holiday season. We're in the holiday season spirit. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. And Um, all all the other stuff I can't remember. Yeah. Sorry. It's I'll okay. shut up. It's okay. I'll edit all that out anyway, so, so it's all good. <laughs> Call to arms. All right. Now, I'm just going to quickly introduce these cards, and we're going to go through and give our grades. And again, don't hold us to these grades. They're probably wrong. They're just our initial uh, impressions in a vacuum. Once we actually play with these cards and see how they go, what we're probably going to change. But let's do it anyways, because it's fun. First one is a seven-cost Imperial Champion. Valius, comma, Fire Dragon. His expendability is to deal three damage to target player and each of their champions. So he's like a mini fireball. Um, and he also uh, factions with Imperial for four damage. He's a six uh, defense champion, not a, a non-guard champion. Uh, I love this card. It is a little situational. There's better seven cost cards, but um, it's if you can catch your opponent with a bunch of champs and luck into this later game, you can just wreck havoc. Um, it's a pretty cool card situation. I'll give it a, I'm going to give it a solid B, maybe B minus somewhere in that area. It's good, but not great, especially for the cost. What do you guys think? I, I would say, yeah, I think a, I'd say a solid B. I think it's a mini fireball and it is a fire dragon. This makes sense. Um, six defense, non-guard. It's going to be really situational whether this card's really good or not. So a B is a good call. Yeah, B, I agree with that. Uh, getting the Imperial extra four bonus will help it turn into a seven damage smack when you get it. And hiding it behind guards is going to be hot shit. So I like that. And, you know, obviously in the cleric battles will be great. But it's a, it, there's definitely some some luck you got to luck into to make it really, really strong. Yeah, and I'll I'll go ahead on the B minus side of things as we kind of have alluded to like the more uh contextual a card has to be for it to be strong, uh kind of the weaker grade I would give it overall. 
right? So if a card is strong in a ton of different situations, then that's an A to me. And so that's why I would uh, rate this one a little lower. If you're looking for a game ender, though, like this, this thing's gonna mm-hmm. um, uh, throw throw some damage around for you. The art is really cool. Art's fantastic. Oh, yeah, and yeah. this dra- and this dragon the has art. a breastplate as well. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, right. it's a art and flavor win as <clears throat> usual. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It looks awesome. And you know, the three damage to each champion and target player is not something to be laughed at. So if you have yeah, seven gold, nothing else. Up huge. But with, with with no champions, it's only three damage, and it's like not yeah. very good for a seven coster. No, but if you have other Imperial and you want a big, yeah. hefty champ out there to kind of uh, faction things, still with, be it's good. A good yeah. Game. So, anyways, yeah. another thing too, I want to say, guys, is the new set, especially when combined with dungeons, you'll see a lot higher economy output. So a lot of these more expensive cards are easier to buy. I found so far. Oh. <clears> anyways, okay. Are we good on that? Let's move on to the next seven cost, uh, Imperial. This is an action. It's called Dragonfire. Uh, another just amazing artwork card. Uh, so it's another dragon breathing fire. Tim, what do you got? Artwork. Artwork. This was uh, the playmat that I got when I won oh. Legends. Uh, and I love this artwork. It's, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's nice. such a great. It really is like one of the one of the top ones I've seen. Uh, anyways, it's an awesome card too. It's a, as I said, it's an action, seven cost action. It does seven damage and it draws a card. It's Imperial. Um, it has the sacrifice ability. Deal four damage to target player and to each of their champions. So you can actually do the the fireball, the full like the level the level three fireball uh, yeah. as a sacrifice ability on top of it. Incredible card. I love this. I love it for wizards. I love it for rangers. I love it for just about everybody. Uh, I'm going to give it <sighs> the sacrifice ability is awesome, but again, situational. I'm going to give it a B plus slash A minus. Uh, it, it could be A plus some games. Which one? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it an A minus because the artwork, the artwork pushes yes. it up over the top. I'll give it an awesome. A minus. That's what my grade is for it for pretty much the exact same reasons. So uh, I would say an A minus on this one. What do you guys got? Go ahead, Dubs. Okay, so um, first of all, you know, when you compare this to Valley as heads up, I feel like I would take Dragonfire, you know, like in 100%. most situations. Mm, yep. Yeah, you know, like that's going to be so. So it's definitely a stronger card. Um, I am going to be uh, totally conforming with the crowd here and going A minus as well. It's not like an elite card that you know it's, it's it's not one of the best it's it's not quite firebomb but it costs yeah. one less right and and it could do a crap ton of damage against the champion wall whereas firebomb's just going to get rid of one champ and the damage so yeah yeah do you do you guys like this better than domination? I was thinking about domination, Dubs. Mm. So I think I would still take domination over it because it's it's a twelve point swing with the six heal and the six damage. The, domination, the guys. T- standing standing champs is awesome, and it's about to get even more awesome with all of the new cards that are coming out. The only time the only time that I would take this over domination <clears throat> is I'm playing against somebody that has a bunch of champions and I don't. Yeah. And we're in the yeah. end. We're getting close to the end game. That's when I would take right because you have to trash it. So, mm-hmm. well, there it is. A minus for me. How about you, Sam? Let's close her out on this one. I mean, what are grades? Come on. Let's... 
<laughs> yeah, it's really fucking good. I'll say it's really fucking good. Sam gives it a pass. Yeah, I'll take it. I'd buy it. Instead of a fail. I'd buy it. Okay, Sam, the pass fails, Sam will fail. buy that for a dollar. Okay, moving on. <laughs> to the wild That's card. a RoboCop reference. Very nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, or, or, I thought that was Running Man. No, no, you're right. It is Robo- RoboCop. Yeah. Damn it, I'm missing it. Killing it. Movies references here. <laughs> All right, next card. Seven cost wild champion Mobia, comma Elf Lord. <laughs> Mobia provides three gold uh, upon expending and also draws a card. He's a six uh, six defense guard, and uh, his flavor text says he spent centuries acquiring power, and it looks like it because he looks damn good in that that elf garb. Um, this is a good card. If you have seven cost and it's early game, uh, why not? I guess it's not a great card. uh, Some of the games I played where he's been on the market, he'll stay in that market for a while. He's kind of like a late, if if you have nothing else better to buy, you buy him. Uh, I'm going to give him a C minus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he's a more expensive Magus that gives you a draw and could proc your wild cards. So it's situational again. No, he's I good. He just costs seven. Yeah, he's yeah. Seven. It, it is a si- it is a six guard. Six so guard. that is way better than and three guard Miros. But still, um, yeah. But the fact that he costs seven and is an economy card, yeah. It's kind of like you've already you know, got a decent economy if you got up to seven, yeah. right? So exactly how much right. is that doing exactly. for you? But but the draw with that, like, I mean, yeah. it's a good effect. But usually, there's something else you're gonna want. I kind of see this as like a, 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 I don't know if I would go premium necessarily, but a really good cleric card, um, and could be good in other builds, but probably not quite as good in other builds. But yeah, I I, I would probably go. Maybe a C, maybe not C minus, but a C or a C plus on it, personally. I think I would say a C minus on this one. Just for the fact, like like Matt said, it costs seven and it's an economy card. Like it it doesn't really fit well mm-hmm. in what you want to do. If you have seven economy, you're gonna want to be buying damage or mm-hmm. Something that lets you top deck or get stuff to hand or whatever. This is a you're already winning card. You buy this when you're already yeah. winning. Just yeah, have it on for the a win just more. Twisting the knife. The art is awesome. I mean, the art on all these cards is great. Yeah, I know it could be a prolo- like a good one for a prolonged cleric battle, though. I do think that's true, but I don't know. Lots of cards would eh. be that. Chris, what do you think? What's your take? So. Um, I think you guys make great points about the, it's like a high econ card that gives you econ that doesn't make a lot of sense to us and stuff like that. But one thing I will say that's already been mentioned a little bit is that like, uh, a lot of the cards in call to arms are more expensive and dungeons are more expensive. And anecdotally, I had a game today where I got 16 gold in a turn. And I spent it all Holy on shit. good cards. <laughs> and if I had 16 gold and Mobia was out there, like it's Mobius time or whatever the kids are saying well, these days. <laughs> and, and I will say the fact that it draws a card. So you're, yeah, you're, that's, it's like, not bad. that's really big. No, it's not yeah. bad. It's, it's not just... bad. So I, I would go C just because on power level, you got to respect it at least at a C. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Okay. Good choice. So that's, uh, 
that's where I'm locking it in. Shall we move on to the next one? Next one is a three-cost wild champion, Gorg, comma, Orc Shaman. <laughs> Gorg's expendability is to draw one, then discard one. Period. And he factions with other uh, wilds for three damage. He's a three-defense non-guard champion. Uh, also awesome orcish artwork. He looks like a oh, orc shaman. So good. Yep. Uh, draw one, discard one, a three, wild. He only costs three. Uh, he has a great faction. If you're going into wild, which most games you're trying to, if you can, uh, he's pretty good. Um, he doesn't make your opponent discard, which probably takes a little bit off my grading for him. But, I mean, he's a pretty solid card. I, I, I think I'll give him, for three cost and what he does, he lets you cycle through your deck a little bit. I'm going to give him a B-. minus. Maybe solid B, B minus, somewhere in between there. That's my grade. So um, I think because he costs three, I would give this a B. I think the, the the cycle one is nice. The fact that he's a wild card and you you're you want to buy those most of the time anyway. He's right? better than so, the orc grunt, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I, I would. I would buy this most of the time, I think. Yeah, I think I would rather have a guaranteed cycle than a maybe draw. So, yeah, I agree with you on the on the grunt. But he feels a lot worse to me than like the Elven Curse, right? Which is one of the best three cost cards in the game, of course. Yeah, I mean, but I'd rather have like an Elven Curse or a a Call to Arms or something like that. Probably whatever that three, the three Imperial one is. Maybe it's the wrong one. Whatever it is, yeah. But we're, we're not, we don't have to compare them, though. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> I give him a. I'd we give do what you're a, saying. Probably a C plus myself. Okay. Double dubs. How about you? Yeah, it's interesting. I think when you um, bring in the orc grunt comparison, it kind of shows that like Gorg is probably the best of the cheap wild champions, like among like mm. the the two or three costers. It's probably the best. And um, so that like values it. The, the cycle ability is awesome on basically every, every class that you'd be playing. So I, there is something about no damage unless you faction it. That is a little unappealing to me, of course. So I think I, I got to roll with B minus on that level, but overall a strong card. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have wild cards, the fact that you're cycling with it, you, you're going to be seeing an extra card every time. Yeah, more likely to faction as well. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a it's sure. a good it's a solid card. Yeah, it's just not hitting those high ranks. I think. Yeah, it's not amazing, but I say it's solid. Yeah. All right, um, moving on, uh, we're going to hit the guild faction next. It is a four cost champion. Uh, this champion's name. This is a four defense non-guard and this is ren comma bounty hunter (laughs) ren has an expendability where you can choose between two damage or modality stun a target champion of cost four or less all right which is pretty nice i i i i I like it Mm -hmm. great artwork on this as well he looks like a bounty hunter oh it's so it's really good the the faction ability no it's too no, no, I don't think so. I don't think any of the legends are uh, released yet. No, this is not yeah. okay. Um, can I finish with the uh, description of the card yes. here, guys? Yes. Thanks. 
The faction ability is a uh, guild faction, of course. And if you've stunned a champion this turn, gain three gold. Holy crap. All right. So in the best world, the best case scenario, this guy is stunning a four cost champion and giving you three gold. And he's a four defense uh, champion just sitting out there. Awesome card. Uh, Sometimes not so awesome, but he'll still give you two and help you faction your other guild stuff. Um, I'm going to give him a C plus C C plus floor and like a B plus um, a minus even ceiling. If, if he hits everything, if he hits everything, that's like an A minus a minus a card, even, but it, it's, it's rare that it happens. Right. So I'll give him a uh, C plus the, the, the floor score as well. I'll give it C plus Tim. What are you going to give it? Yeah, I would, I would say, um, I think I give him a C. Um, the artwork's awesome. I love it. But uh, <laughs> even without abs, I love the artwork. But uh, <laughs> the fact that it's, I mean, if your opponent has no champion of cost four or less, it's two damage cost four, and it's a four defense non-guard, that seems kind of pretty weak to me. So, yep. C. Um, I, I, I agree with, uh, pretty much wholeheartedly with Jig on what everything that he said. It was spot on, same grade for me, uh, of a C plus, <laughs> just because it could be so good. It, especially versus like a cleric would be great, but yeah. And not without that. Yeah, yeah. This card is a, a perfect example to me of how, like, you know, in the right context, super powerful in the wrong context, super dud. And so to me, that has to be reflected in your grade. At worst, this is not as good as Street Thug, right? Like if the four yeah. on your card is worse than Street Thug, you're in like a tough spot. But, you know, the ceiling on this is like, damn, that was some good value. So um, no problems giving this one a C for me. I wouldn't be surprised to see it hanging out on many a market row as we play out games with these sets. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Nice some some summary there, guys. Uh, next is a seven cost guild action called Crime Spree. Fantastic artwork. It looks shit. like a happy thief smiling <laughs> with another ogre thief who's also smiling, running away with a bunch of treasure. Awesome. I just gotta say, the awesome. guy, this guy's chin. Is he? Does he have a beard? He has a beard. Okay, good. Yeah, I was like, this chin looks weird to me. <laughs> this is not right. Yeah. Uh, really fun card, though. I always loved the route. Like smash and grab is another one of my favorite cards yeah. because it's such a crazy artwork. But uh, this is right up there with that. Uh, it's a f- seven cost action, as I said, that gives five gold mm. and five combat. Holy shnikes! Whoa. That is. Crazy good. It's a lot. It's a lot. It factions with guild, but wait, there's more. It factions with guild <laughs> to put a card from your discard pile on top of your deck. Yes, mm. please, and thank you. One of my favorite um, uh, mechanics cool is top tapping stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's not all. If you act now, you can also sacrifice Crime Spree to stun a target champion, right? So it has three uh, abilities in here. One faction, one sack, and the natural built-in of five, level five combat. This is an amazing card. Um, Even the floor for this is good. Uh, 
but the possibilities to top deck stuff and stun it if you're at the end game make this really good card. I'm going to give it an aim. I'm probably inflating the score a little bit here just because it looks so exciting. Um, I'm going to give it an A minus, B plus A minus area. And I'm, I'll lean a little bit more to the A minus because I like the artwork. What do you guys think? I think this is a B minus card. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> much because it costs seven. The five, five gold, five damage. That's really solid. But again, like if I'm, if I've got seven economy, am I going to want to buy this card over other options? Is why I would give it a B minus. I do like the the put a card from your discard pile faction ability. I do love that it can stun a target champion. Uh, but the fact that that card from the discard pile at the top of your deck is a faction ability and stun target champion could be great could be worthless that's why i would say b minus um i so i i think that you guys make a good point with the seven cards that give you econ being weird kind of but in thinking about it there are situations early in the game where you push well like you you yeah. you push to get extra econ so you can get that good card and if this is one of those cards that you push to get then that could really help you set up for future purchases um i like the floor of a five gold and five damage a lot so i think i would go b plus on this one because i I think it seems pretty strong to me I, i i think the fact that it's five gold and five damage makes it feel a lot better than like mobia that you talk about it costs seven it gives you economy like it's more economy and damage like that's really solid effect but like i'm gonna buy domination yeah well in yeah. i don't know how you guys feel about this but like just the difference between um nature's bounty and uh the like a three gold the three gold um red card i can't think of the name of it influence, influence thank you like that four gold can be huge <laughs> to have it in one card. Yeah, it could be really huge. So, and seeing five, I'm like, well, holy shit! I want, I want that. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot in one. You can card. get nature's bounty for four though. Double dubs. What would you grade? Prime spree. Yeah, a lot of interesting conversation here. Again, when I put it on like that spectrum of like how powerful compared to how useful, that kind of lines this one up at like about a B for me. Mm. One thing that hasn't been. it's almost got like some like it doesn't feel super synergistic in a way like the the expensive cost combined with giving you econ it has its uses that sam alluded to of course um but then like how does the stun target champion work in like obviously if i want to use that at the end of the game to make a push i i could but you're not really gonna want to do that one very often i don't think if, if you can get all three of these abilities or Relevant. even the first two on a couple of times shuffle, and get the third. It's huge. Yeah. Like, like that could be, a, it could be amazing. Yep. But yeah. I think most of the time this is going to fall a little. Flat. Let me, let me explain why the five econ is good and why I gave it kind of a nice score. You can still use that five to buy something really late game, then use the guild ability to put it on top of your deck and stun a champion as kind of like a yeah. last hurrah, and you've helped your last shuffle. If, if you're like, let's say you have 15 cards in your deck, you know you're not going to shuffle again anyway. Uh, 
That's right, what, yeah. that's what now again, it's very situational, but yep. I can see it happening uh-huh. and it'd be a lot of fun when it does. So. Yeah. Anyway, there's uh, power yeah. to be had here. Potential. Definitely. Potential is there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it has a, a much higher ceiling than like my B minus grade gives it. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the time I'm, I'm going to want to get something else. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, two more cards here from Necros and then we'll wrap up the call to arms uh, preview section. This is a seven cost action called the summoning. It's a card that also has just <laughs> fantastic. I mean, it looks almost like, um, Oh my, the God, artwork is, is just incredible. What? That's like a demon in the back. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's great. And a, uh, a, a, some sort of sorceress conjuring or summoning the, uh, or like not conjuring summoning as the <laughs> title of the card. It literally is the summoning. Okay, anyways, this is a four cost or a seven cost action that provides four gold, and it says you may put the next champion you acquire on top of your deck. Yes, please and thank you. It's super good. It also has oh. a Necros faction for draw a card, so you can draw that card you just bought. Super good. Uh, again, it's it's revisiting this idea, and I think our viewpoints are somewhat skewed because we played the base game so much. If we already have seven, what do we need all this econ for? But the cards in the game, uh, especially in the dungeons and, and the uh, this cards, is an that, exception. Cards that um, are there's a lot of really high cost, high value cards that you're going to continue buying even in the mid to late game. Normally, when yeah. you might not in 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 the core set. So, I think mm-hmm. we'll see. We might adjust our opinions on this a little bit. That said, I'm still only going to give this like a B. Um, I I see potential for it there, but if it's out there in the game. I'm probably not going to be buying it. I'm going to be buying other stuff first, unless I really see a way to almost use this quickly to, to my advantage. I'll give it a BB minus. See, this is, that's interesting to me with as much as you like, love Varric. Like mm-hmm. this is like, it's a more expensive Varric, but on steroids and it's an action, not a champion. I get all of that, but like for economy. And then I can use that economy to buy a champion and put it on top of my deck. And draw, and it. then when I faction it, I draw it. Mm, that's no, it's good. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. Mm, I I think I give this a B. Yeah, that's that's the same. What I gave it B B minus. Um, anyway. I thought you would like it better than you did. I no, I do like it, but I I've already noticed though that it's sitting on yeah. the market. I'm not. I'm buying yeah, some other stuff. I agree. Market. Yeah, mm. that's why I grade it like that. Sammy, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, all the sevens are going to be kind of hard. I think you're probably going to be prioritizing ones that give you some damage over the others or heal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think this is still really good. Um, a little more situational because you don't always have a champion to top deck or you have a shitty one that you don't want. Like I'm not going to top deck the type, the type priest, even if I can give him a cut list. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that, um, which takes away a little bit. Uh, but I mean, it's good. It, it's not as consistent as being able to pull out of your discard pile either, which I think that's. I like told you, I'd rather like have a discard. Pots. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have a Varric type. Yeah, the um, Awakening, the eight cost Necros dungeons, which we'll get to in a future. <laughs> maybe is, maybe that's what I was thinking. This card was when I was that is talking one of my favorites. Card. That's an incredible card. But we'll okay, I'm later. looking forward to this. Anyway, so, Sammy, yeah, what was I, your grade for this? Uh, B, B minus, <coughs> B minus. I think B minus. Okay. I'm not as excited about Chris, it. Chris, what do you got? 
Uh, I'm going to lean B minus as well. I got respect for it on power level and upside and stuff, but I think there's going to be times where it definitely falls flat for you. One thing that I'll just take a moment to shout out is just how awesome the flavor is here. I'm always on the lookout for a flavor win and the idea that like, you know, you're summoning something uh, to the top of your deck. But if you are in a very powerful Necros faction and you have enough Necros power, then you're summoning it directly into play. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> hell yeah. And hell That's yeah. sweet to me. I have one other, <laughs> one other little comment. We got the very yeah, dramatically the passionate Double D voice there. Did you notice, guys, when he gets excited, yeah. it comes out. He, That's he, like the Tyranor voice when he thing. says, the big red demon. <laughs> I love it. The, speaking of big red demons, though, I got to say, this guy, he's like happy. This is like a happy demon. He's like, oh, you're, you're paying attention to me. Yes. Well, yeah, he's about to eat a bunch of people. Yeah, he's like got a little cute <laughs> smile. He looks like, like, I love it. Okay, go ahead, dude. All righty. All right, um, let's wrap it up with the last one. It's a three-cost uh, Necros champion, non, non-guard. It's Kasha. That's right, comma, the Awakening. <laughs> There's lots of commas in here. And I, I, I'm, I don't think we saw a lot of commas in the earlier set. Wait, hold on. I'm looking at Arcus right now. Does Arcus have a comma? No, he doesn't. Yeah. Does he? I know Grok does. Does Ray? Does oh. Yeah, if it was a oh, name does. and okay. a title, they yeah. had a comma. You're right. It is Arcus, comma, Imperial Dragon. My bad. All right, so my apologies to WG for making fun of the commas. Anyways, <laughs> Kasha the Awakener. She's a champion human necromancer. She uh, costs three, as I said. She has three uh, defense. And she puts a zombie token into play as her expend action, which I believe is a... Tim, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's just a one-one or a one damage, one defense. Non-guard. It's two damage, one defense. Is it two health? How many health? I think it's one health, two damage. I thought, but I could. Be Tim wrong. has it correct. I looked it up. Two, <laughs> two damage. Yes. Yep. Okay, two damage, one health. Okay, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have it that way, where you're doing damage on stuff. Um, yeah. So Stacks this, up big time. Yeah, this would be a lot of fun with a uh, cleric deck. It's similar to the Legionnaire uh, card, right? The guy who makes the the, it, the tokens. I I do want to say with Bjorn the Legionnaire and Kasha the Awakener, I haven't seen those in the beta. Yeah, and did they were in the Kickstarter? These may not be put in the app, so yeah. I just want to say that here. Yep. Yeah, good point. And then it might be because the tokens are a little funky, but who knows about that? Yep, Anyways, yeah. we'll, we'll, it might also be something that they're working on that will be added. I don't know. Anyways, we'll still reveal it and preview it and give you our, our grades. I'm gonna. It's pretty cool, but I'm just gonna give it a straight C. Uh, do you guys? There's do... situations where if you, if you get it going, if you have a cleric, you can do awesome things with it. And other situations, it's just gonna be kind of a pain in the butt at clogging your deck up. I'm. I'm going to give it a C minus and it's only above a D because the flavor text <laughs> is Klaatu Verata Necktie, which is an army of darkness reference. So nice. Can you answer me a question really quick? Does that zombie Try. token stay in your deck? No. no. Okay, great. Um, when it leaves play, it goes out of play. Yeah, that would make it really bad if it went into your deck, clogging your deck up. I would. Yes, right. I mean, 
I don't I don't like it that much. I can't imagine having a bunch like I can't imagine situations where it would be that great. Um, if you could get lucky and prepare this card like three or four times, like that could be kind of cool. But I feel like those tokens get strong when they add up like that. So you're going to need like a gar- a dude wall. Like if you got this with a dude wall, could be pretty awesome because you could get a bunch of zombie tokens adding up. Um, but that's pretty situational. So yeah, I'm going to go with like a C or a C minus. I'm not super excited about this one particularly. Yeah, but this could be one that, where I'm wrong, you know? Yeah, I'm with you guys yeah. on it on the on the C minus grade and the power level being low. Mechanic wise, I want it to be awesome, and I, I would know, love right? for just like an army in a can type thing. Like I, I'm just spitballing numbers here, but like if this cost five and it put two zombies into play, like that's it gets a little more interesting there. So uh-huh. that's for so. me when you get these low cost tokens. Like you need ways to get to really get a lot of them out to make it super strong. I think. Um, and yeah. that's where I'm feeling like, eh, I don't see any other thing that gets tokens. I, it just, it's great, but I would want to get like three or four out in one turn. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, this card's badass. I, I do love, I do like the token mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. But I mean, we're not, this in the, this is from the first Kickstarter that they're calling Call to Arms in the app. Um, we're not seeing it in dungeons and some of that stuff. So it may not ever be in the app. But I, I think it's a cool idea. I don't know that it's actually worth it with as weak as the tokens are, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all in agreement on that. Yep. All right, everybody. That wraps up the call to arms previews. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember, you can check out all these cards, uh, the images for all these cards by just checking out the information in the show notes. Up next, we are going to check out the Dungeons Guild faction spoilers. And that preview of the Dungeons Guild faction will happen in part two of episode 19. Tune in and check it out.